halfway down the front steps. Well, what did your mom say? She wants a high-rise, glorious, skittle-scat, warrior sky-pie angel food cake. A cake? She wants a cake? She never eats cake. She's always dieting. I'm just telling you what she told me. Tell me again. She wants a high-rise, glorious, skittle-scat, warrior sky-pie angel food cake. Dad whipped out his daily reminder notepad and scribbled down the name. Then he tucked the notepad into his shirt pocket and smiled at me. Thank heaven that problem's settled. I'll call Capital Bakery and put in an order. You can't order this cake, I said, and it's not in any cookbook. And it's made with a secret ingredient, and only my great-grandmother knew the secret. Dad threw up his hands and went off to buy Mom a bathrobe. Let me tell you about my great-grandmother. She had a grand piano and a house full of books. She loved to play the grand piano and read. Sometimes she did both at the same time. Whenever my great-grandmother ran across some interesting item she wanted to remember, she copied it into a leather-bound notebook. She filled 32 leather-bound notebooks, all titled Ledger and numbered like an encyclopedia. When she died... She willed me her grand piano, which I can have when I grow up, and her 32 notebooks, which I can have any time I want them. For a long time, I didn't want them. But I couldn't throw away a gift from my great-grandmother, so I put them in the big box of dreadfuls in the cellar. Let me tell you about that box. The big box of dreadfuls is full of stuff we don't want, but we're afraid to throw away. There's a hideous ceramic vase in the shape of a football that Uncle Harry and Aunt Carolyn gave Mom and Dad for a wedding present, and a self-portrait painted by Aunt Carolyn, who didn't think the vase was grand enough. The self-portrait shows her as a young girl, petting a bald dog and sitting by a waterfall, which she'll never do again, because last year she and Uncle Harry took a bus to Niagara Falls, and Aunt Carolyn dropped her purse over the edge. Poof! a hundred dollars flushed out of sight. When Uncle Harry and Aunt Carolyn call on us, Mom puts the vase on the mantel and hangs the self-portrait over the grand piano. After they leave, she packs them both away in the box of dreadfuls. At the bottom of the box of dreadfuls lay my great-grandmother's 32 leather-bound notebooks. I lugged them upstairs to bed with me, and after my mother went downstairs, I pulled out my flashlight and started to read them. The first seven notebooks were full of poems and little slips of helpful sayings like Grief in the evening is joy in the morning. The poems mostly talked about love. A few talked about God. The one I liked best didn't talk about anything. It just painted a picture of the moon. The moon was but a chin of gold a night or two ago. And now she turns her perfect face upon the world below. And what a privilege to be but the remotest star, for certainly her way might pass beside your twinkling door. After she'd filled the seventh notebook, my great-grandmother gave up poetry and turned to crime. In notebooks eight through fifteen, she'd pasted stories from the newspaper about interesting murders and thefts. A burglar in Norfolk, Connecticut, stole a case of hot dogs from a nursing home 
and was found the next morning asleep in front of the icebox. A florist in Kansas City, Missouri, tried to murder his partner's ghost and died of fright. A schoolteacher who discovered she could be in two places at once robbed a bank in Toledo while her better half was teaching algebra to 10th graders in Cleveland. I forgot all about the high-rise, glorious, skittlescat, rorious, sky-pie, angel food cake until I picked up Notebook 16. It was titled Recipes. All the recipes had names that sounded as if my great-grandmother had invented them. Stout cake, delicate cake, drop cake, plain cake, lady Baltimore cake, porcupine icebox cake, pyramid cake, quick cake, cheap cake, imperial sunshine cake. On the second to the last page, I found Angel Food Cake, Ordinary.